This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. It's time again for the Manage Smarter Podcast. So pleased you're here to join the conversation, everybody. I'm Audrey Strong. I am the Vice President of Communications for SalesFuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the president and CEO of SalesFuel. Audrey, you know, in episode 50, we had Michael Houlihan on, who yes. was the CEO and founder of Barefoot Wine. And he breaks down his company in, in really into two parts. You're either in sales or you are in sales support. So if you're, so the role here is that really uh, we're all in sales and we all affect mm-hmm. sales in some way, shape or, shape or form. So that's why we're excited today to have uh, one of the great experts in the area of sales today. Yeah, and we want to ask Anthony Iannarino all about this. Hi, Anthony. Thanks for coming to the table today. Thank you for having me. Well, Anthony is an international speaker, a best-selling author, sales leader, and entrepreneur. Author of the latest book is Eat Their Lunch. I love this title. I'm guessing we're not going to be talking about people stealing stuff from the (laughs) break room fridge, right? No, no, no. This is not about my Tupperware is labeled hands off my (laughs) who moved my cheese. Um, Winning customers away from your competition is one book. He's got your three children, right, Anthony, as you call your books? The Lost Art of Closing is another book, and the only sales guide you'll ever need uh, is the third book, website, thesalesblog.com, and also the host of his own podcast. It's called In the Arena, and he is in our arena today. Welcome, Anthony. We're so pleased to have you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So go at it, Lee. What's... Well, I, 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 was reading, uh, I was reading the book, and, it's, and I would like to hear you talk about the four levels of value creation, yes. because I believe that that really applies not only uh, to sales, but, it, but in so many areas outside of sales. Yeah, you can actually think of it as a, a relationship framework in, in some ways. So the, the application for sales, though, I discovered that in trying to help other people produce better sales results. And what I noticed was if, if you're at level one and you're relying on your company's history and your products and your sell sheets and your global footprint and all these things, then you're really showing up looking like a commodity. This, mm-hmm. this is the product. This is what we do. And it's not really that interesting to people anymore. And at one time, I think it would have been. Like when, when it's, you know, the early 1900s and somebody shows up and says, uh, you know, that, that giant ice box that you keep on your back porch to keep food and we can actually plug that into electricity now and you can have a refrigerator. You know, that's an interesting thing. But now refrigerators aren't all that interesting anymore. So we, we, we know what your product is. The second level of value is what's the experience like? And that's wonderful for B2C, especially like a Starbucks. I was in, uh, in, in London and I was at a place where there was a Starbucks right across the street. So I walked in the first day, I ordered a, a venti Americano. The next day I walked in, I ordered a venti Americano again. 
And the third day I walked in and the person standing behind the counter turned around to the barista and said, venti americano with room. He knew before I even got halfway into the store, he knew what my order was. And so that's mm-hmm. sort of an interesting parlor trick, right? It's, it's magic. He remembers the yeah. order. And I asked him, how many of these orders do you remember? And he said, 54 plus yours. So he has 54 regulars. He members all of their, their orders. That's really interesting. It's a good experience. And when you're going to charge $5 for coffee, you, know, you should have a good experience. The level three is really about, can you get me the tangible results? Can, can you do this? So I need this package to go from point A to point B. Okay, getting the package from point A to B is the third level of value. It's, can you get the result I'm looking for? But I noticed that the most successful salespeople were coming in from a level higher than that. They're coming in at four, basically starting it as to why do you need to move that package in the first place? Is that the right package to be moving? Are those the right customers for you to be serving? Is this helping grow your business the way you need it to? Is it the most profitable business that you could be doing? And the strategic conversation ends up being greater value for the customer or the client or the buyer. There's a lot of questions there, Anthony. Those yeah, I could keep questions. going. I have a, I have a lot more questions than that. I'm curious. I want to know a lot of things, but that's, that's, that is the, the start of the conversation is how do you show up? Do you show up and say, I'm a commodity. I'm a transaction. Treat me like that. And I'm like, great. I know exactly what to do. I'm going to hand you off to purchasing. When we have an RFP, we'll send it to you. But if you come in at level four, then all of a sudden they're like, wait, we need to have somebody from executive leadership have this conversation with us because this is an important conversation you're sharing. And, and that's the difference between uh, the response that you get is what you give people to respond to in the first place. So the difference is how do you show up compared to your peer group? And, you know, it's interesting to write a book like this because the recipe is there. But like all of the books that I've written and all of the books that most people have written, you have to do the work to actually produce that result. And so that's the hard part. How do you become a strategic resource? I got a little tripped up when I was reading this about business results because I'm thinking, well, that is my differentiator because I can actually work with a, a client and actually help them improve a process and actually and, and generate greater results and everything like that. But really, I hear you talk about it now. It's like, would it be fair to say that's actually business application? Yeah, it's three. I mean, level three, all the levels are important. That That's one thing that I, I do have to clear up often. It's like, well, I don't want to be level one. No, you need level one mm-hmm. and two and three and four. You're, you're not trying to say, I'm super strategic, but what, what we talk about, none of it can come true because I don't have the product or the experience or the ability to get you that result. That's not a good recipe. So you need all four levels. It's where do you start the conversation? And what are you really trying to drive towards? If you stop at three, then you're leaving the strategic part of this conversation and the strategic results to somebody else. And then you add into that the capturing mindshare portion of, our, of it, which I thought was fascinating. Is it really possible to put a whole new lens in front of somebody every time? And how do you do that? I, I don't know if you have to do it every time. I mean, I, I would try to control the lens as well as put a new lens in front of them. We should probably define what that means for people. Sure. Uh, everybody has this view of the world you know, and uh, I'm looking at Lee with his glasses on. So he's got Lee colored glasses on. And so he sees the world through his experiences, through his education, through his beliefs, his values. He sees the world through that lens. Mm-hmm. And, and to get him to do something different and change, I have to swap those lenses out to say, what if you looked at it through these lenses? And I might have some lenses that I could give somebody where they say, 
wow, I didn't see that before. I have much greater clarity around this issue now, or I have a much deeper understanding of what's going on in the world, or I have a, a new view of my business that I didn't realize that this was possible, a better future that's available to me. And you, you do have to continue to do the work to say what's going on. And this is something I tease sales organizations with every time I get to speak. It's you only need two things to be a trusted advisor. And they throw out all kinds of words, but there's only two things, trust and advice. So if you're missing the advice and you can't shape that lens and say, this is what deserves your attention. These are the things that are going on in your world right now. These are the implications of not doing something different. Here's what's going to happen in the future if you don't then you're not the one that's shaping that lens. The lens is being either shaped by other people or somebody's just sticking to the lens they already have because you haven't pushed that out of the way and shoved another lens in front of them so they can see something different. And we and go a little deeper than that then too. You can't have advice if you don't have education and you don't have discovery, right? Well, you, you can't have advice if you don't know things. Right. And, and so you, you have to do the work of, of studying and reading and listening and learning. And, and I would say discovery now you know, for a long time, it was teach me your business, you know, help, help me understand your world. And, and now it's let me help you understand your world. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to inform my view of your world. And then I'm going to reinform your view. And it's a big circle. And it's going back and forth between both. So discovery now is a collaborative endeavor. I'm bringing something to the table too. And the best salespeople, you know, this, the best salespeople have done this for decades, mm -hmm. decades and decades. And you know, we're now in a period I'm calling post-challenger, you know, where that, that book comes out and it says it's insight. Well, it was insight before that. They labeled yeah. it very, very well. But, but I think we're reaching a point that it's past, do you have insight? It's can you collaborate? Can you help me build consensus? Can you help me execute this stuff in my company? And we're, we're now responsible for much greater outcomes than we've ever been responsible for. So it's not only what's keeping you up at night and it's not only this is what should be keeping you up at night. It's also, what should we do about this? How do we need to work together to get this done? And so the, 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 the long, I think, arrow of the work that I've written in the last uh, three years with three books, you know, starting with the only sales guide, which is who do you have to be to do this work? Which means you have to go out and read and study. And other than Jack Malcolm's book on business acumen, I think mine's the first book that was a competency model that included business acumen, change management, and leadership. And then how do you have these conversations that you need to have? That's the law start of closing. You have those two pieces. Now you can go out and start saying, I'm a better decision for the client to make than my competitor because I, I now have the ability to help them get very strategic and generate these results. So that's why level four showed up in book three and not in book one, mm -hmm. because I think it would have been too much to give people without giving them something else to go back to, to say, okay, if I'm going to do this, who do I have to be and how do I have to execute it? I want to go back to something you said earlier uh, and, and also add this anecdote that so many times salespeople will misuse the term solution. And a solution is really not people buying your product. The solution is really people properly using your product to solve a problem. And that goes to, so the salesperson's role now uh, and, and, and is to be something more than Google. You know, we actually have to understand, okay, what are your challenges, your aspirations, that sort of, yes, we, okay, we need to know what keeps you up at night, but here's how I can help, and, and here's how you, can use, how you have to use this product over a period of time where to get the results that you're looking for, also have to define those results. And one of the things I like about what you how you define discovery, you throw an interesting wrinkle in here I hadn't seen before. 
And you know, my entire business is based off of discovery. We've been doing it for 30 years. And that's why I, I, I'm delighted to see something new in this area. When you say discovery, a good discovery is also helping the client uh, learn something new about themselves. Can right. you talk about that for a second? Yeah, right. That is, that is the root. If, if there's one word that appears more often in all three of the books that I've written and probably on the website, the word is change. So how do you help somebody change? I mean, you can go in and say, listen, what you're doing is stupid. It's foolish. It's going to hurt you. And then people tend to start to resist what you're saying. But if through discovery, you can say these things, these kinds of things are true. These trends are having an impact on the business, you know, and then tell me how this is showing up in your world. And they're discovering like, wait, I didn't understand why I wasn't getting that result. Now I see we're out of line with reality in this particular area. And, and that's where they start to go, wait a second, this isn't, the, this isn't external and this isn't something that we should try to build some sort of a workaround. This is an actual systemic challenge we need to address. And when they come to that conclusion on their own, and you know this, you're nodding. No one can see you nodding except I can see you <laughs> nodding. Um, you know this because when, when you're doing your best discovery work and anybody listening to this who cares about what we do, anybody listening is going to know the very best discovery work you do, you can see the light bulb go on and that person gets it and they're like, wait a second, I, I know I can see this thing that we need to start doing different and I get it. But it's really about helping them discover something about themselves that says there's a reason for me to do something different. And when you look at Ether Lunch, at competitive displacement, which I would say the most difficult thing to execute in sales is to take a, a, a client away from somebody they've been working with for a long period of time. And it's the thing that I know best about sales. You have to help them see something better before they will even open up to the idea or entertain the idea of doing something different. So that, that's why this is so critical. And thanks for asking uh, great questions because that's something that I don't get to talk to uh, frequently enough for my taste. I would like to talk more about that. All right. All right. Well, and I'd love to hear more about it. So maybe sometime over coffee when we're in Westerville together, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> so how do you, um, for internal education, you're in the sales department and let's say you work for a television station. That's just because I came out of TV news. So I'm in the newsroom down the hall, man. I don't but um, how do you get other departments to stop customer loss? And then also how do you help, help your sales team steal other clients from your competition? How do you get the, everybody else on board? The, the trick to retention is continuous and greater value creation. And, and I, I would tell you, there really isn't anything else. So the, the, one of the things that I think I've noticed is that when people figure out how to win a client, they forget about how their competitor lost the client. And ah. they lost the client. And, and the first part of the book is about complacency and apathy and even an aggressive dislike of my client who I wanted so desperately for years, but now I don't want to even talk to them anymore because we've had so many you know, problems that we've worked through and there's been just so much of a relationship change over time. That's the salesperson and the sales organization's fault though. All of those are our fault. And the reason I put that at the beginning of the book is because you have to think about how do we lose accounts, apathy, complacency, lack of caring, lack of communication, but I would call the root of all of it a lack of value creation. So this means, and I'll try to give you the best example I can. Uh, I've been married for 23 years. Congratulations. If I, yeah, it's not been that hard really, honestly. <laughs> um, if I send my wife flowers on our anniversary, 
she's not happy with that. That's me checking the box, right? Mm -hmm. But if I sent flowers when there was no reason to send flowers, the flowers just showed up. I am a great guy. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most women do. They're like, you get get it. Somebody gets it. But here's the thing. Uh, You have to create new value. So you can't be complacent. You can't allow yourself to have systemic failures that go on for long periods of time without being addressed. You can't be apathetic to what's going on in their world. You have to show up as a partner. And, And that's what a partner does. It says, I'm responsible for helping drive your business forward. That's a level of accountability that many salespeople resist. But if you want to be a trusted advisor, if you say, I want to be a strategic partner, I want to be consultative, or maybe you say it consultative, whichever way you pronounce it, the, the idea is the same. If you want to be that, then you have to be that. And it means that the accountability for producing more strategic outcomes rests with you. You have to do that. And you have to have a team that's looking, saying, what if we change this? What if we change that? What could we do to help make this better than it is right now? And that, that's, that's not really my work. If you look at Drucker, Drucker said that uh, a, a company is only designed to do one thing and that's acquire a customer. And to do that, you need marketing and innovation. So you have to go out and sell and then you have to innovate so you have new value. And, and that tends to be the rules. Would that also be your suggestion to the folks in sales enablement, to the, the trainers and everything, like, and, and, and these various organizations who sometimes get really frustrated that uh, they're not taken seriously by the sales managers, they're not respected, they don't have a seat at their table, or everything that they're trying to do is, is easily undone by the sales managers and their neglect and by not reinforcing what, you know, what training has taught people. Uh, you think that, is that the solution to them as, for them as well? I mean, the solution there is complicated, but I would, I would start in a different place personally, just because I, I think the transformation and growth of a sales uh, organization rests with the sales managers. So that, that's where that belongs, which means they need to be better trained. You know, the, 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 they're the, they, I know they think, well, my people need more training. Yes. Yeah, well, well, you need more training. That's because, right. Yeah. It's the, the sales management role is one of the most difficult roles in a business. Generating results through other people is difficult to begin with. But in a, in a, a complex, dynamic human interaction like sales, where there's tons of variables and where it's very difficult to identify all the intangibles that allow one person to succeed and cause another person to fail, sales management is tricky business. One of my favorite questions about sales management, and I'll, I'll ask you this as well, curious on your take, uh, Sales managers, what's more important, being a good salesperson, being good at sales, or being good at management and leadership? And what do you get mostly? What you get mostly is people who are good at sales, right? Yeah. And I think we got entirely backwards a lot of times. It's like, I mean, I've never seen Bill Belichick run out onto the field, (laughs) shove Tom Brady down. And take a snap himself. That's you know, right. There, there's, a, there's a difference in the roles and some of the best uh, football coaches you'll ever see weren't the best player. They, they had the greatest understanding of how to produce results through others and they could see something about the players that the players couldn't see for themselves or something about the game that the players couldn't see for themselves, some novelty. So I, I think that that's right. It's uh, You don't have to be the best rep. You have to be the person that's best capable of producing results through others. I'll take that a step further. Actually, the worst coaches that I've seen in professional sports have been the best players. I mean, you think about uh, Gretzky, terrible hockey coach. 
uh, when he was in, in Arizona. And I mean, if you think of people like Michael Jordan and things, things like that, it's like, you know, they just came naturally to them. So they can't really teach it. You know, they don't understand the internal struggle of having to improve two or three more percent every single day or anything because they're just gifted. And yeah, so, they, they might not recognize that how much of the intangibles was a gift of talent that other people have had to work harder, you know, to, to be able to come close to. Well, Anthony, your book, you said, was number one in the sales category on Amazon when it came out, this latest book, correct? So correct. I encourage yeah. everybody to go get that, get a copy of it. And then do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast as well? I'd love to hear more about that. My podcast is in the arena, mostly what I try to do there. And I've been just dabbling with uh, some different formats, but mostly I try to find really smart people that have ideas outside of the realm of, of sales, even though I have a lot of friends in sales. So I bring my friends on uh, quite frequently because I love them. And when they, they do something noteworthy, I want to call attention to it. But mostly I try to find people with big ideas that I think are useful in helping people shed beliefs that don't serve them. And, and bring in new ideas and new concepts that are going to allow them to see the world different themselves and then go generate better results. Yep. And you can see, get all your episodes on the salesblog.com and then um, rattle off some of your social media, how people can reach you if they want to tweet oh, you. So many. So Twitter, I, uh, I, I basically have my last name everywhere. Yep. So on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Anarino, twitter.com forward slash Anarino, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Anarino. But basically, if you just type in Anarino, you're either going to get me yep. or you're going to get my younger brother who's a professional comedian and you will not have a tough time uh, <laughs> determining which one of us is which. And if you're offended by what you find, uh, you'll have a really good understanding of what his comedy show is like and you should absolutely go to one. And if you are sensitive and uh, let's say that you are... Uh, you need a, a, a safe space or a crying <laughs> closet or something like that. Support do animal. not sit in the front. You do not want to sit in the front if you're sensitive <laughs> oh, in any way, shape, or form. Thanks for the heads up on that. Well, the oh. other thing too, Audrey, is like I, on all three of his books too, is like they're, they're meaty. You're not going to feel short changed at all reading, reading Anthony's books. If you don't read, read, read a book from him and come away with like three to five takeaways or that you can apply uh, you know, to your world right now, whatever, then I suggest you go back and reread it because it's like you, get fired you will up. get your money's worth for sure. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, and everybody, I'm going to spell your last name just because it's not, it's not complicated, but it's, it's I-A-N-N-A-R-I-N-O, everybody. So that's, that's the last name. And uh, we are so pleased that you gave us a few minutes of your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Good to meet both of you here. And uh, maybe yeah. sometime uh, in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. Well, everybody, tell a friend about Manage Smarter. All our archived episodes, similar to Anthony's podcast living on his website, managesmarter.com. That's easy to remember. Subscribe, rate, and review, or just share this with a colleague or a friend, and we'd love to spread the word around and get uh, more people listening. So thanks again. Thanks again, Anthony. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.